Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, no dropping dimes. Part one, here we go. Folks, before we start this cast about not dropping dimes, remember that it's about relationships and you don't want to do things that damage relationships. And we ought to be doing things that improve our relationships. And we've just released Effective Relationships series of casts to help you do that. If you know anything about DISC, you know you love it. And being able to work with people who are different than you really matters. If you struggle working with your boss or understanding your direct or not understanding why a peer does what he or she does, then you need to take a look at effective relationships. Hope to see you there. Sometimes the best way to get a colleague's attention about the repeated failures, I have the way. You announce it at a meeting, you don't tell them in advance, and ideally their boss is there and they're going to be embarrassed. Works, it works perfectly. <laughs> that's, that's how I get work done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how you roll. Yeah, no, folks, Mike's kidding. This cast is about not dropping dimes, which basically might just describe what is dropping a dime. Never, ever, ever use embarrassment against a colleague. It just doesn't work, and we'll explain why. So first, never drop a dime on a colleague. You've always got to give a courtesy heads up or advance notice, and, and you've got to give them time to address the issue. Relationships matter, and the higher you go, that's part of the reason why this is a manager tools cast, the more they matter. Relationships matter more and more in terms of getting things done. And embarrassment, which is, which is the emotion that dropping a dime trades on, is a huge relationship killer. And we just recommend you never try to embarrass someone else intentionally. It's going to happen unintentionally enough. Let's not do it intentionally. Nope. No, never dropping a dime. We talked about this on a cast before, right? Yeah, managing in a matrix. Yeah, it was it was two thousand eight. Um, but I have been asking people about it. The matrix cast that we've done and and uh, project management, Horseman's Law, project management, and so on, very popular. But I've asked a lot of people about about dropping a dime, and they it just doesn't matter. In fact, I think it was point G in one of the multi you know sub point G in a multi point cast, and we rarely elevate something to make its own cast, but it was too important. And I, I've just answered a question about somebody doing this very thing and wondering why they were struggling going forward when in fact, of course, the other person knew that they had to be reported on that they had missed, right? And I tried to explain to the person, the fact that they had missed, they already knew. The fact that they're gonna be embarrassed, well, you're not gonna be friends with them ever again. And our guidance is, is really simple. You never ever embarrass a colleague intentionally with a surprise public revelation of a failure. In fact, what we said in the cast five years ago was never share sensitive or harmful information with anyone other than the person to whom it is harmful without first notifying them and giving them a reasonable opportunity to ameliorate the problem. Yeah. It's a, it's a tempting thing. I mean, it, it, yeah, there's something I seductive do, yeah. about it. I mean, it just seems like it ought to work and um, yeah, it doesn't. And we've all done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it. In fact, I did it. Luckily, I did it to a nice guy, your old boss, uh, commander of headquarters, Dave Lynch. And Dave just simply corrected me. He held his fire in the meeting and afterwards said, Lieutenant, you know, he was a captain. You know, you can't, you know, d don't be doing that. And Dave was exceptional. Though, folks. If, yeah, you, if you're going to count on your boss uh, doing that for you or some some senior guy doing that for yeah. you, uh, don't count on it. Dave was exceptional. <laughs> Yeah, I was the personnel officer, and Dave uh, was late with an officer evaluation, and I didn't give him a heads up, and I mentioned it in front of the colonel. So I, I just announced it in front of his boss at the weekly staff <laughs> meeting, like, hey, you didn't do it. So, and yeah, I can see it. Too. I can yeah, just, yeah, you I can, can totally see it. see it, right? I did that one time in my career. 
like you said, right? It makes sense at some level, right? Uh, and, and the common scenario is like, like the one I mentioned, you've been trying to get something out of a colleague. You've asked perhaps once or twice. They haven't done what they're supposed to do. And it's funny how so few people claim to know about owning the inputs, which if you don't know what owning the inputs is, folks, you need to go to our website and listen to that podcast. It's a Hall of Famer. And yet, even though we're not supposed to own the inputs, when we're a project manager and somebody else is assigned to do something uh, that we need done and they haven't done it, uh, us pointing out that they haven't done it makes us look bad rather than make them look bad. And the, the problem is you've asked them and they, they've not done it. And so clearly the, the act of asking them is not leverage. It hasn't worked yet. Um, and this is even worse. It's a worse situation when you need them to do something. They're not doing it. And they act as if they don't care or they can get away with it or they think they're superior to you. And that's particularly true when you don't think they can get away with it and you don't think they are superior to you. But look, the professional response here is not to do it. The action itself is almost far worse than what, what causes it. Um, and, and I'll tell you, we don't need to talk about this a lot, but, but if you do it, you've escalated, right? Yeah. They didn't do something, and then you used a weapon that was too strong. Yeah, and then, and then they're going to escalate, right? That's the way it works. Escalation begets escalation. Yep, exactly. I, I'll never forget this. Barbara Tuckman once said, war is the unfolding of miscalculations, right? The first person escalates and miscalculates that that won't be, that will be acceptable. And then the other person goes, well, okay, well, we'll, see. we'll see how that goes. Look, there's just never a reason to publicly reveal a colleague's failure without some sort of forewarning. Now, there's, there's some subtleties here, and I want to go through a couple of them. Let's be clear. The duration of the task, the timing of the notification, length of knowledge of the responsibility, right? how long they knew about something, and the significance of the audience that's going to be in the meeting or that's going to be aware of the, of the fail, all relate to the severity of the situation we're talking about. And many people try to do calculus about that in order to see whether the situation calls for it. But our guidance is that you not consider any of those factors beyond determining what you would believe if the roles were reversed is a reasonable notification before you publicize it. So there are some situations where someone else might say you can get away with something like dropping a dime, even if they don't call it that. But the problem with that is that they tend to see it tactically. And yeah, okay, he didn't do it. And you've told him three times, okay, fine, drop the dime. Yeah. Um, well, of course, that's not dropping the dime, but, but the problem is there are relationship risks. Right. And when they're telling you that, they're not thinking about the relationship. They're exactly. not putting themselves in your shoes and have, having to live with the long-term consequences of that dropping yeah, of the and, dime. In fact, I told somebody recently that manager tools doesn't give advice. We make recommendations. Uh, I may have even tweeted it. And, and the point I was making was, it's easy to sit in the silence and tell your buddy, oh, yeah, you could totally do that. Well, that's <laughs> advice, right? That's advice. We, we don't give advice. We make recommendations. And that means considering the larger scope of things at times. Yeah. Now, let, let me give a few examples of uh, things that are and are not because people, when I talk about this, people sort of go, hmm. And I think the reason they go, hmm, is because they think this is okay. Right. Um, and so therefore, when we say it's not, they they go, yeah, I don't I don't follow you. Yeah. And I think this, this these are good things you're going to point out. I was telling you before the cast, I thought there was a lot of subtleties you covered around dropping of dime in this cast that 
I knew these things, but I would have never thought about writing yeah. them down. So I think this is going to be useful. Well, good, good. So, folks, you're not dropping a dime, which, of course, dropping a dime is a bad thing. You're not doing that. If you tell your colleague that you will be announcing their failure in advance of the announcement, and by definition of by by, de, by advance, we say we mean enough time to remedy the situation. Okay, that doesn't mean you need to give them a month to solve the problem that will take a month if they've already had a month. But the standard is that they were aware of the responsibility enough in advance to have fixed it. Now you are dropping a dime if you are intentionally publicizing something that would normally not be publicized. In other words, if, if they missed or didn't and the relationship was good, you would never have brought it up for whatever reason. And, and you're not doing that, even if you give them time to fix it. So if you let them know that they've missed, but it's something trivial that would never come up and you're essentially publicizing it in part to get back at them because they're not doing it, um, that is dropping a dime. Even if you've given them time to fix it, which is you're out, that would be dropping a dime because you would be talking about something in order to reveal the failure rather than doing what a professional would do, which is decide what am I communicating about here? And that, that the particular thing they've done is beneath that standard. You know, look, if you do mention something that's small um, or tangential or I don't know, hypothetically way in the future or something like that, you're just using the forum you're going to be in to publicly embarrass them. And even if you say, well, that's not really why I'm doing it, it doesn't matter. That's the perception. And perception matters in relationships. And other people perceive you to have dropped a dime. And that's bad. What if somebody asks, I mean, this happens occasionally, somebody asks you a question where the the honest response to that question would embarrass somebody. Is, is that dropping them? Are you, are no, you obligated to lie? No, or? no, you're not. No, it's not. Um, now, there are some some very clever and Machiavellian to some people, practitioners of this art in in organizations where power is diffused and tribes and relationships matter enormously that would say, I'm not going to drop a dime. I'm just going to tell one of my buddies to ask about that specific thing. You could just ask somebody in the audience to ask the question of the guy, you know, of yeah, you I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That would never, that would never happen. Would anybody doing something like that? Yeah. Look, we, we, there, there's an assumption here. We say this all the time. There's an assumption about our tools that you are ethical. If you want to use these tools for ill, we're going to tell you in the next, you know, we've been doing this for eight years now. We're going to do it for another 20, probably if not much longer than that, when somebody else takes over. And we assume ethical behavior. And we assume you're an ethical person. If you want to read all of our stuff, listen to all of our stuff, and then say, okay, I, I can use that against people, you're right. There's no question. When you unlock the toolbox, there are things you can use against people. And if you want to, shame on you. Uh, but don't blame us. Okay, but if somebody asks you a direct question, and the truthful answer to that question embarrasses somebody, because they didn't do what they're supposed to do. You're not dropping a dime if you give a truthful answer. Now look, this is a bit of a special case. Um, and usually, and this is where we, it's fairly subtle, but usually the appropriate initial response, if you have information that you're not revealing because it would embarrass someone, not saying you're in bed with everybody and you're never gonna embarrass anybody, there, there, are, there is an out with advance notice, but if you have knowledge that you're asked directly about, 
You don't have to lie, but the appropriate thing to do initially is to demur, to avoid naming names, uh, to even say, I don't have that information, and even better, look right at the person who has put you in this awkward situation. Um, now, at that point of the meeting, it's appropriate for the offender, if you give the indication that you are not going to immediately say, oh, John didn't do it, uh, it's appropriate for that offender to up to step up and say, actually, I haven't done it, okay? If they don't, though, and there is some sense that your answer is not satisfactory, could be a follow-up question, it could be a look, it could be all kinds of things, you are not required to lie. And look, here's the thing, guys, this is where we're going. We're, this is what I often call a prophylactic cast, right? Um, this situation, you being in a public forum of some form and having to make a decision about whether or not you're going to drop a dime is immensely improved by you having briefed this person anyway so that they would have time to remedy the problem. Even if you, when you briefed them, you didn't have any intent of using that advance notice as a fig leaf against an accusation of, of diming them. In other words, you brief them in advance because that's what you're supposed to do. Hey, look, I want you to know, you, you got time to fix it, but you're red, you're gonna miss. And you know it could come out in the meeting. I don't wanna brief it if I don't have to. And it depends on the form of the briefing. Different companies do things different ways. If you don't have any intention of bringing it up and then somebody else brings it up, you've got to be willing to talk about it provided you believe that there's not a way to politely sidestep it. And please don't tell me that. Either somebody is going to write me and say, you can't politely sidestep that if somebody asks you a direct question. Well, there are all kinds of direct questions. They take all kinds of form. And I would say there are times when I wouldn't lie, but I also wouldn't, wouldn't reveal the complete and total damning truth. Even if I had briefed someone, if in fact that relationship mattered to me, and generally speaking, all relationships matter to me, internally in an organization. So you brief them in advance so that they have a chance to fix it. And so that if you have, if you're forced to say, which is not dropping a dime again, that's the way we started this bit. Um, if you're forced to say, yeah, they didn't do it and they've known they're supposed to do it um, under direct questioning or direct cross-examination, if you will, you brief them in advance so that you can be truthful and um, they will have had a chance to fix it. And if at that point you have to say, yeah, they didn't do it, then it's not your fault and it's their fault. Now, we don't want to go through the whole meeting thing. Whose fault is it? The solution to that is brief in advance. The more you brief in advance, the, the more you're off the hook. Look, here's an example. Let's say I'm supposed to do X by Tuesday for Mike. He's my peer. We're going to assume I know I do it. I know I'm supposed to do it. Even though, right, it's clear that I know I'm supposed to do it, even though Mike also probably knows that I'm going to claim ignorance just to create reasonable doubt during the public session, okay? Just to live to fight another day, to fight Mike another day if, in fact, he drops a dime on me or, in fact, he briefs on it. So if I've known about my deliverable, which is a two or three day task for three to four weeks, Mike can certainly get away with announcing my miss in a large meeting if he comes to me a week before the meeting, he would not be dropping a dime. Look, we, we know that most situations like this are a combination of frustration at our own ineffectiveness. Remember again, we own the inputs and we, we know we're responsible and we're not getting what we need done, done. And it's also a change in tactics. 
That's that. That's what we're doing. We're just changing tactics. I can't get you to do it through politeness or persuasion, so I'm going to embarrass you. <laughs> Always a good technique. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's, the, what's the problem? Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, just embarrass them. Just embarrass the heck out of them. That'd be the key. I mean, don't you do that? Your kids, you know, they yeah. they have a they have a potty accident or whatever, and then you you talk about it in front of their friends. <laughs> you know, it's kind of. I pretty much do it to people in public all the time. Yeah. Boy, so. you're a really bad barista. You know that? <laughs> this person who's serving me is terrible. No, sorry, yeah. I'm taking us off track. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. It's like fast times. Just the idea of using embarrassment as a way of, yeah. of getting something you, you want just seems to me just so yeah. ludicrous. Uh, yeah, our, our, ludicrous, exactly. But look, our guidance here is not to simply encourage you not to dine people, but rather to encourage vaccination against it through robust advanced communication. You won't be able as a project owner to avoid presenting someone's failure. Some people just aren't gonna do what they're supposed to do, it's normal. But with reasonable advanced communications, you can avoid the stigma and the potential backlash of diming somebody. And guys, to be clear, it's entirely possible that you have repeatedly told the person and you can show emails and you politely mention something that is not dropping a dime because you've given them advance notice, and they act as if you've smote them in the belly with a with a um, a poisonous sword. I can't believe why you know why didn't you tell me? And and you know the the best way to handle that is when somebody else gets histrionic to stay very calm and say, "Dude, I've been by your office twice. I sent you two or three emails or whatever." To 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 have a very clear answer that I've over I've gone above and beyond. I will say this: going above and beyond, sending emails is generally not a good defense because everybody else in the room probably gets so many emails that if you say I've sent you several emails. And the guy will immediately say, I get so many emails, I can't deal with it. And he's, he or she's looking around at the room like, I can't believe you did that. And at that point, you're going to be perceived as having dropping a dime. Yeah, yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. And, and, and you don't mean it. And the key is, you don't mean it. I'm a good guy. I didn't do that. I didn't mean that. Uh, yeah, too late. Let me ask you about another, another subtlety because I can imagine some people going through their heads going, like, oh, well, that means that I can never, like if I have a staff meeting with my directs, like I can never point out something they didn't do without a whole bunch of work ahead of time, like oh, no, five yeah. times no, and all no, that. Yeah, so what no. about directs? No, no, no. Yeah, you can't drop a dime on your directs. You can't. You're not, you're not allowed to? I mean, it's not a good idea? No, no, or... no. It's not. It doesn't. It, the, mod, the, the metaphor, the concept doesn't work. It, it, it's impossible to do it. By definition. Unless, um, yeah, exactly. The definition, your role relative to them obviates the possibility. Now, if you're in a meeting where other people outside the team are in the meeting and that's who you're communicating to, then yes, hypothetically, you could. But look, you can't publicly reveal a failure or a miss without forewarning. Let's, let's say you know, that's what dropping a dime is. Because between a boss and a direct, there is assumed communication regarding deadlines and responsibilities and deliverables. If your direct is doing something, you know it, or you ought to know it. And if they don't know something is due, as an example, it's your fault, okay? And, and there's no one else, assuming it's just you and your team, there's no one else of any import upon which to base the embarrassment, your, your embarrassment your direct is supposed to feel because the embarrassment they're supposed to feel is already true. You know they haven't done it. And you're the one that's, the, if you'll pardon the expression, the 900 pound gorilla in terms of embarrassment, okay? 
You are the actor in front of whom they wish not to be embarrassed. You knowing in advance that they didn't do something. Why would you think they didn't do something if you believe they didn't know they had to do it? Right? That wouldn't be dropping a dime. If, if I'm your boss and I, you, I know you don't know you, you have a responsibility, but I believe you do, and then I drop a dime, you're going to be like, whoa, dude, that, you know, it's not dropping a dime. It's just you killing me because you're, because you, I didn't even know it. If you know I don't, if, it, it, or I'm sorry, you didn't know it. If I'm your boss and you don't know you're supposed to do something, how could I possibly make you feel embarrassed that I said you didn't do it? They'd look at you and go like, Dude, are you the crack smoker? I mean, what? <laughs> you're not the boss. You're the crack smoker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, exactly. Suddenly your sign says, watch out, I'm smoking crack. Right? It just, yeah. And under those circumstances, do that in front of your peers with their direct <laughs> <laughs> That works well. You yeah, look like bad. a total doof. Yeah, and look, even, even worse, why wouldn't you notify your directs first? It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't, yeah, right? Um, so, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Go. Yeah, no, I love that line. Yeah, no. <laughs> now, let me let me mention something else that I think uh, um, probably a lot of people believe they're thinking right now. I probably should have mentioned this up at the top of the cast. Uh, they think that sort of eliminates the idea of dime dropping, and that's public record keeping of deliverables. Many firms now use public project management software, public project tracking software, right? Or basically internet sites, which anyone can go to and find out the status of anything. Generally speaking, the owner of a task is or, or ought to be responsible for updating the publicly reported status of their work, right? In this case, reporting is linked appropriately to the work. By the way, Mike, I almost tweeted last night from the plane on the way out here that I'm wondering whether or not we're the ones that that taught the world. I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong. It can't possibly be so that any task can be turned into a deliverable with the words sent to me. Yeah, interesting. You read that somewhere else? No, oh, no, oh, no, I can't find it. I mean, when you look at all the project management stuff out there in the world, the concept of deliverable, they may, they say it's a thing, but it's always like the end result of work rather than a task, right? And, you know, a, a deliverable is the code or it is a, a configured server or it is a document, a physical document to a client. And it implies that all other tasks in a project may not be able to be a deliverable, whereas we believe that every task ought to be a deliverable because that requires then the person doing the work to report on the status of the work, which is the cheapest way the organization to know something is done. Because if the organization doesn't know something is done, it isn't. Even if you've done it, it doesn't qualify as being done unless other people know that it's done. Because that's the value, that, that that's one of the requirements that specialization of labor in organizations requires. Anyway, okay. If somebody does work that they know is theirs and doesn't report it's done, it's no one's fault but their own. Now, in, in, in effective organizations that use these tools, the idea that someone would say, I forgot to update, are ludicrous, to use your word. <laughs> yeah. But, but look, I say that, and then I also know there are plenty of firms who don't put teeth into the system and allow work, to, work and reporting to be stupidly, damagingly, inefficiently, expensively separate um, when they don't have to be. 
But to be clear, in situations where there is some sort of public charting or tracking or whatever, you are not dropping a dime if the project status chart is simply presented live in its present incarnation and someone is red or incomplete or yellow or whatever. You're not, okay? Now, if you know you're going to have to go through all the reds, then yes, you are dropping a dime. If you're gonna have to talk about each one that's red, telling somebody in advance, even if they're the one who's supposed to report on it, uh, is, is what you have to do to keep from dropping a dime. Now you might say, well, wait a minute, Mark, they did it, they're supposed to update it. They know they didn't update it, they know they're late. I mean, people don't know that they're, people don't not know that they're late. Yeah, there's a, diff there's a difference between knowing that you're late and knowing that somebody is going to talk about you. Exactly. Like, that's the difference. Well, yes, in terms of relationships, right? When you know you're late and nobody's talking about it, it's a private matter, at least in most people's head. But making that into a public matter is enormously different, especially since most people would say, how many people meet all their deadlines? Oh, I know, nobody. And so therefore they get this feeling of, of righteous indignation when you make a point of publicizing it. And all you have to do to avoid that is give them enough advance notice, a reasonable time to ameliorate the problem. Um, now look, something else though, guys, you might be thinking, well, that's good then. I, I wanna use software, but dudes, software doesn't complete tasks. Software doesn't report on it. People do. I'm not, I'm not against project software, tracking software and intranet sites. The idea though that software is gonna solve your project management problems is ludicrous. Uh, the problem is not software it's not <laughs> reporting it's people doing stuff and, and by the way i i, I gotta say this uh we gotta go on to point point two about more details about giving a heads up but for the record guys we've said it a bunch now dropping a dime comes from the time when public pay phones were prevalent and they cost a dime when somebody observed something that they wanted to report they would surreptitiously drop a dime in the payphone slot and call the police to report a, you know, an incident, or perhaps call their boss if they're on the dark side and inform them of what they saw. So it's essentially a phrase meaning to inform on someone and to inform in a public venue for someone whom you probably will work with again next week and the week after is an enormous escalation for most people in most situations. All right, folks, that's it for this week. We'll finish this one up uh, next week. In the meantime, if you have any questions, come to the Manager Tools discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com forums. We'll see you there. So long, folks.